Welcome to the Grit Podcast. Welcome to the Grit Podcast, the podcast that motivates and encourages you to become the real man you're destined to be. We're casting live in the rugged Northwest, just east of the trailblazing city of Portland. So let's get locked and loaded because it's time to get gritty with it. Here's your host and lead grit man, Jamie Worley. Well, my favorite verse in the Bible is Galatians 2.20. I swear you've you've taught me more out of this than I, I will. I owe you so much. Anyway, you don't owe me anything. I, it, you've brought so much joy to my life. You know uh, it, 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 this, that, yeah, right here. This is what makes it truth. Amen. And this is what it really is. And this, and this, everything else. If if you can hone your entire life to this, you're good. You're good, but you'll suffer for it. You will suffer for it if you're if you swim if you live by that you're going to swim upstream hey, and you're going to hey. suffer for it because this culture will not tolerate that and I'm okay they'll with let that. You, they'll let you say oh you believe in God 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 that's fine they they're not offended by that you bring up the name Jesus Christ of Nazareth you're going to have hell coming your way hey you're going to have hell coming your way but so, question you know, for you that's no, just no, the way no. it is thank you so what did what did he say when that when that time came mm-hmm. he was at his end game. End game. He knew he was there. Yep. Time was there. Okay. Any of you, listen, I'm just telling you how it's going to work out. Yeah. Sat there and broke bed, bread together. Hey, here's what it is. Blood, body, this is what it is. Okay. It's end times for me. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he, he warned everybody of the, the repercussions that would come Yeah. with being one with him. He warned everybody. He did. One of the common things you're going to see in Scripture is God always says, this is what I'm going to do. Then when it happens, he says, I, told, I just did I that. told you. I was going and to then do after that. time passes, he goes, I did that. This is what's going to happen. Yep, I just did that. See what I did back there? It's so, always a past, present, and future thing. So you could tell me. Okay, hold on. Yeah. No, no, bear with me on yeah, this. I, and I apologize because I'm no. still learning. Um, you could say. If you took scripture, you could yeah. take verse and say, did? Yep. Look back, done. Yep. Look at me now. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Really? This is what I'm going to do. Dude, and he says, is, I just did that. That right there is we got any, you and I need to sit down. We we got we gotta talk to Dave about that. We need yeah. to get Dave on that. We oh, get we Dave got on Dave podcast. on that. No, we, we gotta get Dave not, in here. Not only that, but we need to get Dave on something like that. That would give him something good to go after because oh, he's a man. numbers man. He is a numbers guy. He, he runs the numbers of this. And if you honestly sat there and looked at something like that, dude, looking, I'm, I'm gonna do this. It's sick. I did it. Look what I did. Just like you said, if you if if you had him run that and run how many times that. That would be awesome to know. That would be awesome. A family friend of ours named Charles Stockford wrote a book, and uh, he had it self-published, and it's all about, he's a math wizard, and it's all about the math in the Bible and how all these numbers add up and they do all these different things. It is redonkulous, redonkulous. You, you would, the Bible, number one, is no accident. The Bible, number two. What? The Bible is no accident. What? It was purposely written by the. I mean, come on, man. Okay, hold on. There's, You're telling me there's forty that, plus that different all these authors. people put all this book together at different times across 
way more way more time than this entire nation that we live in now and that the, oh, the time yeah. that we can understand like like we can't even people can barely understand now yeah what the creation of the United States we're we're that far out now. Yeah, we're very confused. We're, we're, well, no, we're we're at the point of like breaking that that timeline. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the creation of the Roman er- Empire. Yeah, you look at the uh, Genghis Khan's era and reign in the world. I mean, yeah. different. They've had different reigns and times of this world. We're almost to the point of that separation. Yeah, but yet this is held the whole time. <laughs> Unbroken. Unbroken. Yeah. Okay. A few, few different takeoffs. Long There's line. nothing that that Bible says is going to happen. Uh, has It's never been wrong. Has happened. And there's things that hasn't happened yet. But we see the signs all over the place. But but he still stands there and goes, see? Look, look what I did. Yeah. Revelation. Then when it happens, Revelation. Just, We're going through right did. now. You're teaching yeah, me I know, about it. I know, look, I know. I did that. And this is what's going to happen. It is. Romans 1 says nobody will have any excuse. When he comes back and people aren't ready and people are left here and they're looking around going, what what was that, aliens? What was that? No one, the Bible says no one will have an excuse because God has been clearly seen by everyone on earth, get this, Josh, through the things that have been made, through his very creation. You cannot look around at the earth and say, oh, there is no God. If you do... You're lacking brain cells. There's something going on. You're either blinded by your own pride. You can't look around. Listen, science will even tell you that there must be a creator. Why? Because chaos cannot come. I mean, uh, order cannot come from chaos. It's impossible. In fact, the law of centrifugal, centrifugal force says that when the Big Bang happened, everything that came out of it in that spiral must spin the same way. Guess what? There are planets that spin the opposite way, and an atheist and someone who doesn't believe in God cannot tell you why it's spinning the wrong way. It is a physics law. But I can explain why they spin the wrong way. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created. Period. Boom. That's it. Would that be, a big, would that be a big bang? Mike, he stood there and went, drop okay. Mike. Like He spoke out the stars, the, the planets, everything, like... It came out. Yeah, it says he breathed out the Bre- stars. Oh, breathe. Just, okay, breathe. It's a poetic way of saying that he spoke them into existence. Okay, okay. So he, but, uh, okay, hold on. Didn't he speak other things out, though? He, he breathed oh, sure. out some Let things. Let there be but, light. But, okay, so he said there will be light. Yeah. But he breathed out other things. So there is. Yeah, well, breathing out is just a Hebrew poetic way of saying he spoke it. When you breathe out, you're speaking. Okay. So he's, he basically said exist. And that came and they, from. And they came. And, to, and Moses wrote that, right? Uh, I believe that was Isaiah that Isaiah. said he breathed out Isaiah. the stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there are Who wrote all, Genesis? Uh, Moses. Okay. Yeah. So the begin in the beginning, when it went from the very beginning. Yeah. Now clearly, God uh, Moses was not there when God created Adam and Eve. He wouldn't have been born yet. Well, nobody nobody was because yeah. he Mike dropped it. Right here it is from the beginning on. Well, a lot of scholars believe that somebody else wrote the beginning of Genesis, and then Moses picked it up later. Whatever the case, we don't know. No, we just don't know. Uh, well, uh, nonetheless, yeah. nonetheless, it's accurate. The places, the people, are well documented in in a non-Christian historicity, okay. uh, works of antiquity, so okay. to speak. Yeah, 
Um, Josephus writes about a lot of the stuff about Jesus. Nah, there was a Jesus. Who's Josephus? Uh, he was a Roman historian. Okay. He was. He says, yeah, there was a Jesus. He was crucified, and he was gone. Okay. Three days later, he was gone. Doesn't say that he rose again to life and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, was there, and he's gone. The disciples wrote that. Okay. Okay. But oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. here you have witnesses, eyewitnesses, saying, look, this is what happened. And they all agree. So hold on. So no one but the disciples spoke of him rising again. Oh no. No, no, no. There was <laughs> there no we there were there were uprisings in the city so bad that uh I believe it was Nero who had the Roman Empire, the Roman the city of Rome caught on fire and he blamed the Christians just to get rid of them because they were spreading so rapidly. Because all the people knew that were there when Jesus was crucified. They also witnessed and understood that he was not there on that third day. He was risen, and word spread like wildfire. So, okay, so I, and I and Caesar lost his mind, ever loving mind. Yeah. Okay. Quick question, and this is I'm just trying to so for my own just pilot for oh. my own for my own knowledge and yeah. understanding because I just watched mm-hmm. uh, Passion of the Christ the other night, so mm. I, I, I it's. You can read as much as you want, but when you visually see, so when you take it in oh, another man. in another light, you know, and you see something like that, and I'm sorry, Jim Caviezel, phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. I think he's a great dude. Yeah. And and when you see him portray this vision of it, which nobody in this that walks today has seen, obviously. Yeah. So it's all uh, hearsay. Sure. Let's say, let's say at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Pulled him off the off the cross after he'd been struck by lightning. <laughs> no, I'm not talking, talking Jim, about Jesus. I'm not talking. I'm talking about Jesus, not oh, okay. Jim Caviezel. Oh, sorry, Jim he Caviezel. Was struck. Ca- yeah. Okay, so Jim Caviezel's Crazy. up on the cross doing his thing as an actor mm-hmm. and is struck by lightning, like three times. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. Is sick. What? Ex- explain this to me. Some other time. No, no. no hold no. on. Hold on. This all pertains. So you're it telling does. me that a guy that's up there acting. Yeah, the actor, Jim Caviezel, was We're struck by lightning. act as Christ is yes. struck by lightning. Yes. Three Cr- times. The cross, Not once. Three times. No, the Hold on. He's still alive. Down. There's he's, all kinds of things that happened. He's alive today. He's struck alive three today. three times. The cross was struck, I believe, three times. Okay, the, the cross was struck. Yeah. Is this your truth? No. No. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Just, I'm just... Plenty no, of, I, plenty of no. eyewitnesses. <laughs> I'm teasing. Well, the same thing happened with Nefarious. Have you watched the bonus footage on this? No, not yet. I haven't oh even... Gosh. Okay, so listen. I'm, I'm, I am told you I bought Same it. Same thing. I told you I bought Same it. Same stuff. I'm holding on to it. I really want Caleb, my son, to yeah. be able to sit down with me. Oh, he's going to love it. Oh, dude. He will... He'll grasp it. He'll, he'll, oh, totally. Yeah. But I'm going to sit down and make it more of a uh, mom, wife, yeah. son... Sit Great down. family movie. Oh, family movie. <laughs> Guy on well, death row. Good well, family movie. For me, yeah. in the situation I'm in in my life, yeah. it is not a horror movie. It's no. a intellectual movie for me. Yes, I open it. It's a um uh what would you a thriller? Mm-hmm. I would call it a uh, a mind bending thriller. Okay. I think I, I thought it's a, a behind the scenes of what's really going on movie. Uh, I can't disagree with you on that, yeah, but I mean, but at the same time, I can't. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be the one mm-hmm. to say one way or another. But mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so anyway, back back to the cross. So you're telling me that a guy goes up. That, that, so where they portrayed the movie was it actually where Christ was uh, yeah. crucified? I don't know where they filmed it. 
I would like to, that would that to That'd me. But th- for for there to be, so if we're saying that God runs this realm of of where we sit today on Earth. Ah, uh, okay? well, not quite. The Bible says that the God of this age, the God of this planet, is Satan, little G God. He doesn't have all control like God does. But this is his playground, and okay. he can only do what God allows him to do. But he is running this place. So you'd say somebody didn't like the idea of him being oh, up there on that. One hundred percent. It wasn't God striking Caviezel by lightning. So if it's a spiritual war in the world we're living in now, yeah, you would say so. Um, Satan, yeah, is not happy with the thought process of this going on of us. Um, coming to Christ and being being willing to say, "Hey, listen, there's a problem here yeah. right now." And like, hey, here's we are, here we are, and like portraying his story and pushing it forward to others. Like, we would be able to like potentially influence other people to to Christianity through the through this movie. Yeah, and that would to them scare him. Let's say, yeah, they'd be looking through uh, nefarious. He yeah. he doesn't like the thought of it. Nope. And he's like, whoa! Yeah. When that pastor walks in or, or that uh, priest yep. walks in. Oh, I don't need you here. You weren't to come here. You ain't be here. Yeah, till he realized he wasn't a threat. And then, oh wait, you're one of these new style of yeah. of of yeah. people. Like, okay, yeah. you, you really don't believe in it, right? Okay. Oh, dude, I you have no idea how much I appreciate you. So today we walk here today, and you ha- you would you say that there are uh, people of the faith? that are new age that don't carry the faith that, that okay so and and I think you and I think we might have talked about that so you would say that there are people that will will agree with this but not stand behind this is that how you'd say it or, or would you say that people yeah. are are um uh, would I don't even know how to say it I don't, I don't I think I know what you're saying like um like you it, it are you, are can, you following the book or are you just reading the book is how I vision it that's my yeah. like Thought so, process. The longest twelve to fourteen inches in the world is from here to here. Okay, you you can intellectually believe on, anything right? that. <laughs> you Mine's can, about nine. I know, right? You can intellectually <laughs> believe anything that you want. In the Bible, James, in the Epistle, James, James says, "Look, even demons believe. They oh, yeah. know that Jesus is God. They know what's going to happen." The carpenter. Well. They said it in the movie. So just, I know, right? So just knowing or even believing that Jesus is God and that he is the only way, that he's the Savior, merely believing is not enough. I mean, it's even the demons know that Jesus is Lord and King of Kings. So what separates you from the demons? The difference is you can know that Jesus exists and not surrender to him, or you can know that Jesus exists and you can surrender your life to him. You can know both. But what is your response to what you know? If your response is surrender to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, then you are his child. And it's not that surrendering that saves you. It is the belief, faith through grace. It is by faith through grace, by grace through faith, excuse me, that anyone is saved. Salvation's always been by faith. But an expression of true faith is what you do with it. And so you've heard, I know a lot of people who think that they're Christians. I'm not one to judge whether they are or they're not. But a lot of people claim to be Christians, but they don't live for Christ. 
See, there's a difference, Josh, between uh, faith that something exists and faith in something. Faith, belief that something, or belief in something. There's a big difference. You can believe that Jesus is God, but if you don't place your belief or your faith in him, that is a whole different ballgame. When you place it in him, you begin to live differently. You begin to think differently. You see the world differently. You see your enemies differently. You see God differently. You see yourself differently. Everything changes when it's faith in someone as opposed to just faith that something exists. Oh, well, There's a whole uh, difference between that. Okay, so you could say that um, I, I'm a, I, I like to um, relate to things. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm trying to relate because yeah. um, I, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to relate for people like myself, yeah. even people like to relate. Like, okay, are we um, – there's stars, okay? Mm-hmm. The stars are there, okay? Yeah. I believe they're there. He, someone spoke them into existence. That's what it says. Okay. I'm supposed to believe in that. Okay. Or, or do I just see it and go? Well, no, you believe that that happened. Okay. But you believe in the one who made it happen. Ah, oh, there you we go. You see the difference? There it's like, we go. It's like believing that the government will solve your problems. I believe the government will solve my problems. Belief in, though brings a commitment to the I government. I know that they're going to solve my problems. Yeah. Knowing that they're going to solve problems and believing that they will. There's a depend- different things. Yeah, there's a Okay, but I don't believe in either one. <laughs> there's a... Be- <laughs> I, I, don't, they're, I know they're not going to solve but my right? problems. And we see this and with I, welfare and how the uh, single oh, moms were subsidized sweet. back in the, what, 70s, 60s? Yeah. 60s. They began to depend on the government, but they as opposed that. to just believing. It was created. You can't that. believe in. You can believe that something is going to help you, but when you believe in something, that is where true dependence upon that entity comes to pass. Dude, I need. And that's the difference, Jamie. I need somebody. We, we need a third person. We need a third person to sit here and go, "Hey, look this up," because honestly, I sit here. When did the dependence come? When did the dependence for for America? For, no, no, for like Social Security or or those 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 um, added things. Yeah, and you were just talking about oh, what I president was it that did, I don't uh, I don't know the guy with the cane. Uh, uh, I, I cannot Teddy? throw was it out Teddy? there. No, I no because that was a depression. So I I don't. Yeah. And this is where I fail, and I wish I knew more of history. I'm a failure on most things in life, but that one especially. Oh God, Dude, I'm sorry. It, I, I do. I wish I was a better person. But anyway, uh. uh but knowing, like you were just saying, like yeah. when it would actually, like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna start solving your problems, and when and mm-hmm. see it, when knowing it, like they are not, like seeing it oh, later on, not. like it only took a generation or less to to see that it wasn't yeah. a good thing for those for the for everybody to have those yeah. things. I watch people today. Oh, I have a disability. Really? Can you get out there and work? Can you go do these things? Or do I you have? Could, do but you they're have, writing me a check. But, as long as they're going to keep writing me a check, I'm going to say I have a problem. That's right. And that blows my mind. Like we're not wired okay, that way. I would. Uh, we're we're just wired different. We're if, from another. generation. If you called me and said, "Hey, listen, I need your help, and I need you to go do this, or I need we're going to work towards something." Like I believe in many parts, you and I have, have, are working yeah. towards a lot of different things and yeah. a lot of different fronts. Yeah. You know, because I we do a lot of different stuff together. With that, it's like, okay. Are you trying to get 
to those points or are you actually doing something? I believe we're actually doing things on different things. We work towards yeah. like I, on estate planning. Okay. Oh, yeah. That is something we're working towards helping people. Truly. Yeah. That is a hundred percent for people. Okay. Yeah. With the men's groups, we're working a hundred percent towards helping a group of people. It is yeah. not a, a facade. It's not a, Hey, listen, we're going to help people, but why don't you, okay, hold on. You, you, you've said it to me before. Uh, uh, the Sun, the Sunday thing, do it. The, the, the Sunday thing that people, the, the pastors that just throw out and like, and they want to get, <laughs> send me your money. Come on. You, you've you said it to me before. You've done it to me before. Where is it? Sow me your seed of a thousand dollars for your real estate miracle. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you that. have, you've done a great, no, but that's, I've never done that. What are you doing? No, about? no, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's the difference. Yeah. You're actually out there doing stuff. Yeah. You're actually out there accomplishing something with with different things. Like yeah. so to to your well, essence. And I'm dude, I I know I I'm more around about conversationalist about things, about you're gonna roll more lately. direct. But today, dude, I'm telling you, I'm I'm trying my best. <laughs> you're in dude. rare form. Well, I'll, I'll, well can you, I tell you, you can, can I tell you a quick analogy? Somebody told me that really that really changed my whole perspective on it. I'm thinking, ah, I'm not doing anything, I'm not making any difference. There was a guy that told me a story about this kid. He, he was a little kid. He was on the beach early in the morning. He was picking up starfish, you know, and starfish, uh, they wash up on the shore. If they're not in the water, they'll die, right? Yep. So he's, there was thousands all over down the beach, and he was picking them up one at a time and throwing them back in. And this older guy was up there just laughing, just going scoffing at him like, good grief. This, kid, this kid's trying to save all the starfish. He will never do that. And so we went down and he asked the kid, he goes, kid, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm saving the starfish. They'll drown if they're, I mean, they'll they'll dry out and die if they're not thrown back into the water. And the guy looked at him and he goes, kid, I hate to break it to you. You can't save all these starfish. And the kid goes, I know. And he picked up a starfish and he looked at it very affectionately. And he threw it in the ocean. He goes, but I made a difference for that one. I made a difference to that one. And that really struck me, man. Dude, I can't tell you, Josh, how that hit me. It all of a sudden made what I was doing, which seemed to be so small. It's just like one one man at a time, just trying to encourage and help them be a leader in their home and all these things. And all of a sudden, I realized that what seemed such like a such a small difference I was making in guys' lives, all of a sudden I realized just how big that was. It's huge. It made a difference to that one. And it only takes one. You look at stories like um, um, some There's, of these Liberty University, the founder of Liberty University. I mean, you can go on and on. Walt Disney, who was kicked out of school because he did you know this? He was kicked out of school and he not kicked out of school, but he was told that he never mounted anything because he wasn't creative enough. Yep. Somebody made an impact on that guy who went on to change the world. I'm not going to change the world, but maybe I can make an impact on one guy, one starfish at a time. And maybe, just maybe, that one starfish that I reached out when nobody else would, that guy will go in and do something for my children and grandchildren. You just don't know. You don't. You just keep plugging away one man at a time. Period. We we can't. That's all we can do. We can't sit there and think that we're we're all alone. We're okay? not. We're not alone. No, not at all. By any means. Uh, too many times uh, I meet people across the state mm-hmm. of or- where we live in Oregon uh, 
and and touch people's lives and like spend yeah. time with someone and you're like the minute you the minute we connect it's like I'm like well, how can I help you like but that's my personality that's yeah. my personality yeah. to try and be like hey okay something is what can I do for you well somebody reached out and helped you I'm sure at it's, some point and you realize the value of that my mom has been so yeah. much a value in my life yeah. I can't even do like, you've no idea but what anyway what do you love her for why do you love her so much why she gave me life. Okay. All right. God, God put down. It was like, boom. Okay. Like he knew yeah. me before I was who I was, and literally, that's a true story. Put down and said, "Hey, here he is." And yeah. then I came out, and, and the first per- face I see is my mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Other than the doctor, maybe. But anyway, yeah. it, it's uh, dude, dude, my mom has done yeah. so much for me. Yeah. And do I? I would do anything for her and try to make her better every day. Yeah, and help her. But anyway, dude, our oh moms, my God, where are you sending a, me on these? We like, probably have the same mom. My my mom is uh, no offense. My mom is better than your mom. Would oh, probably beat your mom up. I'm just kidding. She's from the south. Uh, dude, my your mom right? is from she, the south. No, your mom is. Uh, my mom is from the. She is a mama bear. But dude, my mom and your mom would get along so well. Oh, I've dude, met your mom, dude. They've your mom is fantastic. Dude, they I would love have your a bl- mom. They would have a. Blast. I like her more than I like no, you. Actually, uh, oh, that's not, I really do. Most people do. No, I do. She's just she's a spitfire, man. She, she will is beat awesome. Your, oh, dude, she um, is truth and honesty to a T. Like if you wanted someone to be like, listen, this is just the way it is. Like life. And wanted everyone to be better around her and be like, yeah. I want, I would, she would truthfully and honestly tell you, like, I will give yeah. you everything you need. Like, uh, uh, um, let me look at, like, Jesus, go, if, if you could look at someone, someone go, look, point at you and go, listen, here's what it is. This is how you need to live your life and give you everything you need. If you just sit there and, sit there and go, okay, I'm going to take it. That's my mom. I, like, I, I only need to look at your mom's son to know exactly who she is and what she created. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm I, a turd. I'm not trying to look. We're not trying to get some bromance. I am here, a truck. I'm a turd. No, no, dude, do not. You don't do know not, anything don't about do my past. Well, actually, you know everything about my past. You, but, <laughs> you bro, can't sell me down that road. I love you. Man. Don't play that game with me. I know. I love you, man. I do. I love you, dude. I do. I listen, love you. I struggle. And, There's uh, too many men that want to love me. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Oh God. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> Remember that song? Right said Fred. Yes, I do. Disclaimer, uh, Boneyard beer is fantastic. <laughs> it, it really I am is. having so it, much fun today. I know. It's it well, so- it is Friday. It is Friday. I don't know when you're listening, but today for us is Friday, but it's always five o'clock somewhere. Yes. Come on, that's funny. No, you didn't even laugh at that. I'll tell you, this is some of the best beer I've had. I don't I'm know not how, a big IPA I know, guy. I don't know how you all of a sudden got to this one. And you're like, this I, I is just really don't... good. This is like, we sat down and had that one over there at Blue Pine, and you're like, this is really good. It is. It's the best beer I've ever this had. This is what I normally. One of the best beers this I've is, ever had. This is what I always drink at the house. Gen- really? Generally. It's probably one of the most. I uh, I got to be honest. I love the skull. Dude, the brewery I big is skull. awesome. I got to I got a I, huge skull on my arm. No, you do. It's that, a big skull that, on my arm. I'll be awesome. That is an awesome tattoo. That is. Yeah, you think so? I do. I think you did a phenomenal job with well, it. Well, I didn't do it. Well, I know that, but I, I mean, drew it. But, but well, you had a vision of it. That's yeah. the thing is, I believe tattoos are a vision. Tattoos well, they are. They should a, be. I think they should okay. be. I'm not so going to judge. So, but. so hold on. No, no, no. I have a friend of mine. So, being in the military, yeah, I never got a tattoo while in the military, yeah. and everybody's like, "What the." 
how could you be a Marine and not have a tattoo? Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's up with that? I have been in multiple countries and had the opportunity to get tattoos. And I was in uh, Australia and a buddy of mine, and we were at like this like world renowned tattoo studio with this guy. And he, and we were on gold coast in in Australia And, and he's like, Oh, and he's like talking about what he can do. And we're just, we just got done drinking a bunch of beer and hanging out, and and there, and, we're, and he's like, "Hi, hey, we'll give you, I'll give you this tattoo." Blah, and and then my buddy sits down in another chair and took the same art that I was going to put on me and put it on him, and he goes, "And we'll be together forever." And I'm like, "Never again." Oh, I was no, like, no, "Oh, no, hell no. no! No one will have the same exact no. tattoos because it had tattooed to me yeah. has meaning. Like you're not putting something on my body yeah. that doesn't have meaning." And I, I yeah. tell my children this, like my, my daughter, my son, they all see the stuff that, that I have. And they're yeah. like, dad, like, what does it really mean? And I'm like, and I, I, there's a story behind my stuff. And, yeah. and, it, and I have a buddy of mine and he had gotten tattoos, little ones yeah, all over the world. Like his whole yeah. left arm is completely covered wow. with different stuff. Like, and you look at him I and you're like, tattoos, you look man. at him and you're like, what the hell happened to you? Like, did somebody just get crazy and like, just blah, 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 yeah. like there's stuff all over him. And you're like, what? But when you sit down with him and you ask him the yeah. story, there you go. It starts at his wrist yeah. and goes to his shoulder yeah. of his entire 25 years that he was in the military. Yeah. Like, that's diff- awesome. Like, I love when like they his tell a story. time period, like it goes out like everything. And you're like, holy cow. Like, yeah, it is amazing. So your tattoos mean something as well. well I got well, I they, only have they, two, but well, yeah. I, I know they mean something as well. What does the unicorn with the rainbow flag mean for you? <laughs> the one above your the above, above your crack. What? Your okay, rear hang, on, hang on. Do you really want me to? Do yeah, this? no, no. <laughs> uh, camera switch. Camera one. Thank you. I, I was like, no, there ain't no rainbow unicorn <laughs> on my ass. You can play real funny. <laughs> like uh, I'll I will show down on this. And you will be cut from everything. No, not happening. There's only two. I just was wondering. I'm not saying anything about any lifestyle. I'm just wondering what the unicorn is. There's no rainbow unicorn. No. Okay. So I'm going to throw some fun. Okay. My son, when he was younger. He has a rainbow unicorn. No, no, no. Listen. No, stop telling, trying to tell lies. Okay. Let's keep to honesty. Misinformation. He he was quite humorous about. uh, Shush. Okay. Fake news. Oh, for God's sakes. Puking rainbows. That was his thing. And he oh, yeah. literally had, that was a, yeah, a thing for that. a few years. Yeah, he had that. a panda bear puking rainbows for a few mm-hmm. years. Like that was his little like picture. Like he, because it was funny. He was like, yeah. uh, it's comedy. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't that he flew with the rainbow flag. It was that he thought yeah. that little panda bear puking rainbows was quite humorous. And it's, yeah, or it was. It's humorous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, I think it was so. funny. It was like, yeah. Well, yeah. What the heck? Like really? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. all it was. No, that's all my only puking rainbow. Say rainbow. There's no symbol. There's no there's political no s- symbolism behind it. Gosh, no. We never thought any. No, it's not really I don't like have your time for anyway. it. I don't care. Dude, okay, hold on. Was I, and I have a question for you. So, according to the Bible, yeah, the rainbow was the sign that God would not flood the earth again. Yes, yeah, is correct. that not the truth? Yeah, that's correct. And that's honest, the rainbow I'm honest and truth for. about that. Yeah. So the big difference between the rainbow then and the rainbow now is the rainbow in the Bible 
had everything to do with humility, not pride. Uh, it had everything to do with bending the knee to the one and only Almighty God, the sovereign God over Israel, and not only honoring him, but fearing him, not in a fear-mongering way, but a reverent way. Wow. Like, this is the mighty God. Like you're going to... Like, but the wow, rainbow now says everything about pride. Uh, uh. The Bible talks a lot about pride. Pride comes before the fall. fall. And so everything in the Bible uh, leads should lead a Christian. And if you know a Christian who's arrogant, they're not living the Bible, the biblical way. They're, they're living not living prideful. The, they're living the prideful way. There's nothing in the Bible that will lead a Christian to believe they should lead a prideful, arrogant, self-centered life because the Bible talks about what's called an I'm third attitude. Now, I got this from uh, Kanakuk Camps, uh, Kids Across America out in Branson, Missouri, Joe White, Spike White. Much love to you. I worked for these guys for about four years, five years, every summer at their summer camp uh, for a span of time. But it's the I'm third attitude. is God first, others second, myself last. That's what the Bible teaches. The Bible, you know, humility is not thinking of yourself uh, last. It's not thinking of yourself at all. And so that's true humility. True humility is what the Bible preaches, but the rainbow stuff of today, and not to pick on the LGBTQ, no. but this is, goes across the culture of all of America, that it, the non-Christian culture of America is to you do you and forget everybody else. As long as you take care of number one, you get what you get. The guy with the most, with the most toys wins, all of that whole deal. None of that is biblical. What's biblical is God first, other second, myself last. So the difference between the rainbow and the Bible has everything to do with complete humility and surrender to Christ. But the rainbow today in our culture means self-pride. And they're complete opposites. So is there ever a point in the Bible that being prideful is a positive? No. Because the Bible says that when I am weak, then he is strong in me. John the Baptist, who led the way for Christ, he said, I must decrease so that he can increase. It's all about you becoming less so that he can do more through you. The more that we do on our own power and not depend on God, the less influential and powerful we are for his purposes. Now you can you can be prideful and be very effective and very powerful as a person um, but not be in line with Christ and you will affect this world for the world's sake. but if you want to make an impact with the power of God, you have to become less. And the reason why that's the reason why that's a thing, Josh, is because it's natural, that the stronger we get, the stronger we feel. That's natural. But you becoming weak so that God can do more is not natural. That's supernatural. And that's exactly what this world needs more of, the positive supernatural coming through God working through man to accomplish his purposes. So I... I does that make sense? It does. I am, I'm trying to... Um, That's why it's so painful for us to humble ourselves, because it's completely unnatural, especially for type A's like us, it, it's alpha painful, males it's, like us. It's painful for me to stay on track with you. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on! 
We got Boneyard. <laughs> we got Country Coffee. <laughs> Nobody's we, paying us. Co- coffee and Boneyard. We we got beer and coffee. We're ready to roll. Let's make this happen. Hallelujah. No, just we're Baptists. Keep we're not Baptists. We're not against no, Baptists, but we're uh, not. No. What? Re- I'm not trying to sponsor anybody what else. Oh, my train wreck. Well, you know the difference between a bath, Baptist and a Nazarene, right? No, I don't. Okay. The no, Nazarene I, drinks beer on the back porch. The Baptist brings, drinks it on the front porch. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Dude. Oh, something I, like I that. Had a, well, funny okay, joke. okay. Well, another fun. Okay, so I had a buddy of mine. Why do you always invite more than one Mormon to a party? Because if you only invite one, they'll drink all your beer. Oh. Yeah. Train wreck of a comedy, all right? He's just a guest. <laughs> he is not the co-host at this point. He's just a guest, okay? I can't control what they say. Hey, just, do you know I'm, how many Mormon and Christian and Jehovah's Witness jokes I know? Dude, too we many. We can't do them here. Too many. We're not. I'm trying to hear. Somebody stay on get track. Triggered. 